With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dysfunction Palooza. I mean, that's the only thing I can really think of when describing the 2019 Denver Broncos, especially after yesterday, and losing another game to Minnesota, but losing this game in a game and in a manner that only the Broncos could replicate. And that's setting records for all the wrong reasons. We gotta sift through some of these ashes, Broncos country. We gotta look to at least a couple of silver linings, and we gotta talk about what happened against the Minnesota Vikings. What's going on, everybody? This is Luke, host of Broncos on the Rocks, presented to you by Mile High Report and SB Nation and Dysfunction. I mean, I know I just said it in the in the intro, but dysfunction, this is what happens. These games and blowing a 20 to nothing halftime lead, blowing that after, you know, never blowing a 20-point halftime lead in the team's history until yesterday. What else should we expect from such a dysfunctional organization? And it starts from the top top down. And I don't want to hear about moral victories. I don't want to hear about, you know, all the great things the Broncos did throughout the game. I There are a couple silver linings for me, and that's really about it. But... This is this is what happens when you have bad coaching and bad players. And I don't think that you can definitively say 
uh, this was the offense's fault or this is the defense's fault. This is the team's fault. And the team is struggling as a whole. But as we start to dissect this, one key question that I want to ask Broncos country, should Rich Gangarello continue to be the play caller for this offense? And for me, especially watching that game yesterday, leaving that game and and going about my day, Rich Gangarello needs to be relieved of his play calling immediately. I'm not saying you need to fire the guy. I don't ever like to call for someone's job. But the guy is in deep. He is in way over his head, and he needs some help. And good news is you've got a Hall of Famer in Mike Munchak. I mean, he's got his hands full with that offensive line. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. But... Mike Munchak certainly knows how to operate a football team. He certainly knows how to operate an offense. I think that ultimately he could be assisting Rich Gangarello because Rich Gangarello, he's just not doing it for me. And he has shown time in and time again that he is just too cute. He's throwing too cute offense offensive schemes out there. And for every one that works, there are nine that don't. And one out of ten isn't something that I'm willing to go with as a success rate. Now, when you look at Rich Gangarello, especially in this Minnesota Vikings game, you're going to tell me that tight end jet sweeps with Noah Fant is going to be the answer? That trying to force feed Noah Fant is the answer? And while it may be cute and it was cool, the Cortland Sutton reversal pass to Tim Patrick, I don't need that in this offense. I've got a quarterback that's able to throw the ball in Brandon Allen, and I don't need Cortland Sutton trying to throw the ball. He threw a 50-50 ball. It was an incredible catch by Tim Patrick. But overall, these offensive play calls just leave me scratching my head. I don't understand why he does not utilize what has been successful for him and get rid of all this master, creative, X's and O's, Ode to McVeigh stuff. I don't get it. I just don't get it. And you're just force feeding Noah Fant in this game. And, and I, I don't understand it. Now, watching the first half, it was very apparent that the Broncos are using that power personnel. They're pulling that guard or they're pulling that tackle. And it was working. They were having success. When you look at it, at the end of the day, Philip Lindsay, he logged 16 carries for 67 yards. Royce Freeman, he's there with eight carries and 31. That's almost 100 yards between the two right there. Now, Philip Lindsay was averaging 4.2 yards a carry. And Royce Freeman right at 3.9. Continue to run this ball and continue to run it aggressively. That's something that the Broncos just aren't doing right now. And Rich Gangarello is refusing to adapt at halftime. He's refusing to adjust. He's refusing to give a little ground to get a little ground. And it, it just maddens me to see that this guy's going to go conservative, ultra conservative, and trying to run the clock out. When you're up 20 to nothing. And that's not what ultimately got you there. I don't get it. In the second half, we saw a lot more counters. I said I liked those those power pulls, right? With that guard and that tackle. Well, he went away from that. And we're seeing a lot more counters with tight ends and, and tackles and guards pulling. So you have effectively two offensive 
blockers pulling at the same time. There's no need for that. You don't have the world's best offensive line. And again, force feeding the idea that you can just run the clock out, that you're a good enough football team to run the clock out on the Minnesota Vikings does not make any sense. And if you think it does, then you're as just you're just as delusional as Rich Scangarello. It's that simple. Now, I know when you look at Brandon Allen, it's hard for me to give Brandon Allen a decent grade because they ultimately lost the game. But when you look at his stats, I mean, the guy didn't play terrible. 17 for 39, 240 yards. He did have a touchdown. He did have an interception. Um, you know, that interception, a really controversial interception when you look at it and talking about force-feeding Noah Fance because that interception Brandon Allen threw, that was at the end of the first half, and it's probably because Fant pulled up on his route a little bit. He didn't give that extra effort that I've been harping on all year. I've been called a hater all year on Twitter, Facebook, anything and everything. And yeah, I ate some crow last podcast and said I shouldn't have called Noah Fan a bust. It was way too early and I still regret doing it and I'll own up to that. But you got to be honest in telling me that Noah Fant is going to be getting 11 targets in this game and Cortland Sutton's going to be second with nine. Unbelievable. Cortland Sutton is arguably one of the top premier receivers in the NFL right now. He is ninth in the NFL for receiving yards. And that's in a 25th ranked passing offense, folks. It's not like he's got an all-pro quarterback or offensive line out there helping him get these numbers. But right now, he's on pace for a 1,300-yard season with Two different quarterbacks, maybe even three. I hope three. I hope we get to see Drew Locke. Hashtag unlock him. But I don't know that we will, especially after those comments today. But I digress, right? We get back to Noah Fant. 11 targets. 11 targets. Four receptions, 60 yards in the passing game. I get it. But when you look at Cortland Sutton, five receptions, 113 yards on nine targets. Get that man the ball, especially when you're down and you're chasing the Vikings after leading, I just don't get why you do not go to your number one guy, and that's Cortland Sutton. It makes zero sense to me. So when you start talking play scheming and play calling with Rich Gangarello, how are you not going to get that man the ball? And speaking of personnel and getting guys the ball, why is Devontae Booker playing? Did anybody realize Devontae Booker was still on this team? I mean... It's bizarre to see Devontae Booker out there. It's bizarre to see Royce Freeman flexed as a wide receiver. It's bizarre, this offense that Rich Gangarello tends to be running. And enough with the, it's a Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan slash Gary Kubiak offense. No, it's not. It's not that offense. You know why? Because Mike Shanahan damn well didn't rush the ball with Shannon Sharp. He didn't give Shannon Sharp pitches or handoffs, delayed pitches, what have you. He didn't do that. And you know what? I don't see Kyle Shanahan doing it either. And Sean McVay, Patriots seem to figure him out, and he hasn't been the same since. But even the same same little bits of creativity, I get that you're trying to be outside the box. And while I can appreciate that creativity, because I'm probably the most uncreative person on this planet... (laughs) 
I appreciate that, but you cannot be doing silly, cute gadget plays or scheming to have Noah Fant force-fed in this game when you have Cortland Sutton. I don't get it, and I refuse to back down on that point. The game is on the line. I ask you, who do you want to have the ball, or who do you want to have a chance at getting the ball? Is it Noah Fant, or is it Cortland Sutton? Because I'm going Sutton 10 out of 10 times, and I'm pretty sure the rest of... uh, the NFL, ask a casual NFL fan, Cortland Sutton or Noah Fant. It's a pretty easy answer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So when you look at that, and I'm not trying to dog on Fant. I'm not trying to do it. I think that the young guy obviously shows a lot of potential and a lot of promise because Rich Gangarello used this entire bye week for the Denver Broncos to force feed him the ball in this game, or at least try to, on 11 targets, four of which he caught for 60 yards. I don't get it. Troy Fumagalli, welcome to the NFL. Speaking of tight ends, one reception, three yards, one touchdown. Another touchdown, of course, coming from Andy Janovich. Uh, Very disappointing to hear and um, actually alarming when you see the injury. A dislocated elbow that that Andy Janovich suffered. Uh, I know that CBS wouldn't... Um, CBS refused to show a replay based on some of the um, visual representations of that said injury. And if you guys have seen it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's pretty gnarly. Um, It's something I definitely don't want to go see again. I've seen two or three times and I'm done. Um, So, yeah, he's out for the rest of the year with that dislocated elbow. So that's tough. That's tough for the Broncos right now. Now, I know initially we talked a little bit about whether or not Rich Gangarello should be relieved of his play calling. I'm saying yes, because you need to save this guy from himself. And I don't want to call for this guy's job, but I want to call for some responsibility right now. And he's not getting the job done. And how could he? He has had limited experience. And while I also value experience and think that sometimes baptism by fire is ultimately the way you learn the nfl is not for long right that's the old acronym that everybody likes to likes to use not for long national football league not for long well you know what rich gangarello if he continues the way he's going he's not going to be an offensive coordinator for long and when you have a hall of famer in your coaching staff with mike munchak And I know he's not proficient in the Shanahan offense, but use him. I don't. I I know he has his hands full with Garrett Bowles and that offensive line. Garrett Bowles again, 
more penalties. Surprise, surprise. But, you know, just utilize something. The guy needs some guidance, and Fangio can't babysit him. Now, speaking of Vic Fangio, something I'll definitely want to start talking about was a report that came out right before kickoff um, from CBS 4's, or excuse me, from CBS Jason Lockenfora. And the report basically came out and stated that Vic Fangio is struggling to connect with players and coaches. And the report was pretty, it almost felt like blasphemous just because. I didn't know initially where any of this stuff was coming from. It it goes into talking a little bit about Emmanuel Sanders essentially walking out on the team, leading to his trade, and that's all stuff that we knew about. That's stuff that we knew about since the Jacksonville Jaguars game. That's stuff that we knew about. That's that's not breaking news from Jason Lockenfora. But when he's stating that Fangio's people skills are lacking and that there's there tends to be, quote, Pretty much everyone gets treated like crap, end quote, as that's your your featured statement in this report. That's pretty terrible. And in that quote, it also said, quote, but if anything, I think it's brought the coaches on offense closer together, end quote. So the report is basically saying that Joe, that Joe Flacco, that Vic Fangio essentially isn't a people person he's not getting along with his players and he's not getting along with his coaches and he's not happy well guess what i'm not happy either and how could he be happy your football team's three and seven i don't think this guy waited four decades to be a head coach to be sold a bill of goods that this team is not that far off and they're worse off vance joseph did a better job in his tenure and at least starting out than Vic Fangio's doing right now with just three wins and seven losses. And I just don't get it. Um, I don't understand what the breaking news is. I don't think that there's uh, a huge dramatic behind-the-scenes element of Vic Fangio being a villain. I think sometimes you got to take these reports and things for what they're worth. And the excellent thing about being in the Denver media is it's – a relatively inclusive community and um it's interesting when you can start hearing some of the national perspectives from teams and gauging your sources for me i like to use um to me there's no one better than adam Schefter. i think shefty does a great job sifting through everything i think that he reports things accurately fairly and um always does so in a professional manner uh, I think when you look at guys like his counterpart, Ian Rappaport, same sort of things can be said. Other people like him quite a bit. Um, there's a whole bunch of different media outlets. But for this Jason Lockenfora report, I'm telling you right now, I don't I don't buy it. Um, I don't buy that this is the reason that the team is doing bad. It's Vic Fangio's first year as a head coach. And he was forced to use an offensive coordinator, a first-year offensive coordinator in Rich Gangarello, and he's not happy. And can you blame him? I mean, this is not Rich Gangarello's experience that got him the job. It's the fact that he was the closest thing to running John's offense. John Elway's offense, the Shanahan Kubiak thing. He just can't get away from it. Fine. But you're not letting your head coach pick your offensive 
coordinators. You didn't let that happen with Vance Joseph either. Things aren't working. And it's not a big wonder why. I mean, Vic Fangio in that Jason Lockenfora report was called out as, you know, berating people on on the sidelines, um, shutting down offensive plays, just... I don't know. When you hear that quote, pretty much everyone gets treated like crap, end quote. That's just, I don't get it. I I don't see where that's coming from. And when you start to sift through that a little bit, for me, it sounds like that's at least a coach or a front office individual and not a player. Um, Especially when you see that second half of, but if anything, I think it's brought the coaches on offense closer together, end quote. Um that pretty much says it all for me. Dissect it how you will. But you look at this game, and the, this was a total collapse in coaching on offense and on defense. And I'm looking at Vic Fangio and holding him accountable and his his feet to the fire on this too because the defense simp- simply did not make enough plays. They also made no halftime adjustments. And while I can understand yeah, you you arguably had an amazing half. It's 20 to 0. You have the Vikings on the ropes. I can understand that. Why would you change things coming out of halftime? Well, maybe because you should expect the Vikings to change things. Do you think that Gary Kubiak and that offense and Mike Zimmer's going to let that team continue to struggle and keep going down the road that's not getting them anywhere? No. They do the right thing and actually make adjustments. And you have to anticipate said adjustments if you're the Broncos coaching staff. And I can't for the life of me figure out why. Now, it's unbelievable to me that the Denver Broncos allowed 27 points in the second half. That means that the Minnesota Vikings scored four straight touchdowns on four possessions in the second half. That's not making enough plays. That's not providing enough effort. And that's not uh, putting your players in positions to be successful. And you start to go through the box score, and it's it's usually how you see it, with Todd Davis leading the team with 13 tackles. Mike Purcell, big game, five tackles, one tackle for a loss. You look at Devontae Harris, and while he didn't necessarily have his best game, he's out there and he's playing his hardest. I like the effort. I like some of the upside from Devontae Harris with nine tackles, one pass deflection, um, and, you know, you look at two turnovers that the defense did force, two fumbles, But silver lining in that defense, Shelby Harris absolutely balled out. Five tackles, three sacks. The guy was incredible. I really liked the way he answered the call because Mike Purcell went down early in that first quarter and Shelby Harris was that next man up. And not only was he ready, but he got in there and dominated. I love it when you see a big man use that low pad level to get through, penetrating that A and B gap. He locks things down, and he gets in the backfield. And the guy has a motor on him. I love it. Loved seeing that. But ultimately, when you take away a defense and the ability for the offense to wonder what they're going to be doing, (laughs) I mean, I'm watching the game, and Vic Fangio is essentially doing the same thing and rolling out the same defense on many of the plays. You're seeing the same old four-down rushers with the occasional Alexander Johnson blitz right up the middle in the A or B gap. And the Vikings see that, and they exploited it. 
Now, Kirk Cousins was 0-0-27-1. That means he has never won a game that he had to lead a team in a fourth quarter comeback. That was until yesterday. Another record that the Broncos um, set and another part of this disaster when you look at this game as a whole for the Denver Broncos. Now, I guess one of the big things for me, and I'm starting to really evaluate it, especially when you look back on film. Now, I encourage everybody, go get NFL Game Pass. Watch the coaches' film. It's great. It's condensed. Um, usually comes out on Tuesdays. So for this show, I actually have to prep with the good old DVR. Uh, if you don't want to pay for Game Pass, I guess you could do it that way. But trust it. Trust me. Uh, watching that first on DVR and having to trim through all the commercials and put it on mute and everything, it's terrible. So go get Game Pass. Watch the coach's film. I watch it for a second, or excuse me, for a third time coming out on Tuesday afternoons. And the film doesn't lie. Film doesn't lie. And when you're seeing the same thing rolled out time after time on defense, the Minnesota Vikings are bound to adjust. And I got to talk about Von Miller. Now, Von Miller had a decent game, three tackles and a sack. Um, but where was Von Miller in the second half? You know, if this defense really is all pro- that it's propped up to be, then where is this defense in the second half? Why can't you set this defense loose? Why can't your ball-hawking safeties pick Kirk Cousins? We were waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I was convinced. It's either CHJ or Justin Simmons going to trap Kirk Cousins. They're just cerebral, and they're able to get those kinds of things done, but they weren't able to do it. And CHJ had a blown coverage with Diggs ultimately scoring, and although the safety should have been in position, whether or not it was Kareem Jackson or Justin Simmons, I'm still not entirely sure. I'm under the impression that it's Kareem Jackson, just because Justin Simmons looks like he was already locked down on the right side of the field. But um, that's hard to say. Either way, CHJ got burned. And he got burned earlier this year against Tyreek Hill. In the Kansas City Chiefs game, and I understand it's Tyree Kill, arguably one of the fastest guys in the world. But when you're coming out saying, you know, I'm the man covering the Pro Bowl receiver, you know, every week I'm that guy, well, then you need to play like it. And you want to get paid this next year, pal? You need to you need to step it up. You need to shut them down. And it's not something I'm seeing from some of these these dogs. I'm not seeing Vaughn go off. I'm not seeing Chris go off. I'm not really seeing what we should be seeing out of this defense. And everyone's quick to say this defense is so good. Can you imagine if they had an offense that's going to work for them? That's been the same story that Broncos country has been sold year after year. And I'm here to tell you, I don't know how good this defense really is. I think they have the potential to be good. I don't think they're terrible or bad. But I think guys on this team in general are probably checked out. You got Von Miller during a post-game interview saying that he was happy and having fun. He said, quote, we lost, but I had fun. I was hanging out with my guys, having fun. No longer sad, no longer depressed. And you're happy? I don't get it. And I had to listen to it two or three more times. And it's Vaughn almost just talking casually like, yeah, we lost the game, but I'm not going to let it get me down because I had fun today. 
I got my sack. I had my tackles. You know, it would have been awesome if we won, but we didn't. So this is where we're at. And then you've got, you know, on the opposite side of that locker room, you've got Dalton Reisner and Chris Harris Jr. defending Vic Fangio, basically shooting down the report from Jason Lockenfora of CBS Sports. CHJ had said it's BS. Dalton Reisner was quick to get his head coaches back, saying that everybody has bought in and supports Vic Fangio. You know, and then you've got Philip Lindsay also saying he's proud of his team and they need to finish, but you know, how proud can you be? You're three and seven. There's not a lot to be celebrated over there. But one thing I gotta talk about, and I want to ask the question, and I want to start to leave you guys as we close this show with this question. Have the Broncos found their number two wide receiver? I think they have. The guy's name is Tim Patrick. And this is Tim Patrick's first game. Off of coming off of IR. He had that broken hand that he suffered in week one against Oakland. But Tim Patrick, when you look at him, four catches for 77 yards on eight targets. Of course, Tim Patrick making the big play. Catching that 38-yard 50-50 ball from Cortland Sutton during that trick play. And Tim Patrick, for me, has a lot of upside when you start to look at this young guy. Now, Tim Patrick is somewhat of an unknown, and with good reason. The guy played at the University of Utah. Um, He seemed to be always banged up. And that was one of those big reasons that Tim Patrick never really hit the radar of a ton of NFL teams. And, you know, one of my favorite Brock Osweiler quotes of all time is, you know, uh, talks about availability or something like that. You know, like the best availability is or the best uh, securities availability or something like that. And it was just the whole thing silly, but I can always hear Brock Osweiler saying that. Now, when you look at Patrick, he ultimately went undrafted. He was signed by Baltimore and then he was cut. And then he stayed with Denver as a, a practice squad player. Here in 2017. Now in 2018, he was able to play all 16 games as an active player. He started four of those games and ultimately recorded 23 catches for 315 yards and a touchdown. And he's also a key contributor on special teams. I like the upside of Tim Patrick. I think he plays the game with attitude. I think at six foot four, 215 pounds, him and Cortland Sutton are two of the biggest receiving duos in the league. Mix in Noah Fant, who I believe is 6'5 or 6'6. And those are some big boys that are receiving the ball for you. And as a quarterback, that should excite any team. Um, looking at Tim Patrick, he's a physical threat in that passing game. But he's also not afraid to get dirty and start run blocking. You see some really quality run blocks from Tim Patrick. And this is a guy that hasn't really worked with Brandon Allen. He hasn't really worked with the starting offense uh, since week one and since training camp. And I think that Tim Patrick has the ability to become a number two wide receiver. There are six games left in this 2019 season. So he needs to stay consistent and he needs to stay on the radar. He has to continue to show improvement. Otherwise, this upcoming draft It is very thick and overflowing with wide receivers. So the Denver Broncos could be looking at another option unless Tim Patrick definitively says the job is his. Thank you guys so much for joining me here on Broncos on the Rocks. 
presented to you guys by Mile High Report and the SB Nation. Please feel free to give us a review and let us know how we're doing on iTunes, Spotify, however you get this podcast. I appreciate you guys joining me. Thank you so much. Remember, Broncos country, always believe in that Mile High magic.